you are listening to the Spiritual Warrior Coach with Barbara Sabin, the podcast for discovering how powerful your wisdom, compassion, and courage is. Get ready to join Barbara and her guests as they explore and offer you advice on how to reclaim your power, your energy, and your authentic self. And now, here's the host of the show, Barbara Sabin. Well, thank you for joining me today and welcome. I am Barbara Savin, your spiritual warrior coach, and I am here to help you reclaim your energy, your power, and your authentic self. And for those of you that may not know me, I am a certified clinical medical hypnotherapist, Reiki master and teacher, life coach, best-selling author of Gentle Energy Touch, the beginner's guide to hands-on healing. And you know who that person is, is alongside of me. <laughs> Right. It's Pat Benatar, my very dear friend. Pat, I love you with all my heart. You know that. <laughs> well, I mean, I know you don't need an introduction, but I'm going to go for it anyway. <laughs> well, Pat, as most of you, probably everybody knows, is an American rock singer songwriter who won Grammys for best female rock vocal performance for four years in a row. Right. And you also have two multi-platinum albums. You have six platinum albums and loads of top 10 hits. And we all know, hit me with your best shot. Uh, life, love is a battlefield. Oh my God, we belong. I, too. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, heartbreak. <laughs> oh, thank you so much for being here. I mean, I could go on and on and on with all your music. I mean, I've been following you my whole life because <laughs> we're both from Brooklyn, right? <laughs> you were born and raised in Brooklyn, right? I was born in Greenpoint and I okay. lived there until I was three. And then we moved out to Long Island to Lincoln Hurst. Yeah. Yeah, I was uh, born in Coney Island. And stayed there, yeah, for uh, quite many years until we moved to Bensonhurst. The best French fries on earth. <laughs> and Nathan's, cool. right? The best, uh, what was the hot dogs? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Remember those days? <laughs> Did you ever go on the steeplechase and all that? Oh, yeah, of course. My mother, you know, my mother was and father were born and raised in Greenpoint, so um you know, when we were little kids, they would always take us as long until it was closed down, obviously. But yeah, we did. We went on everything. The only thing that I never went on the cyclone. I was too little. Mm. <laughs> Other than that, yep. Well, I went on the cyclone once. I went on the, uh, the, the uh, what was that? This The um, parachute jump? Yeah. Oh, gosh. And I remember getting stuck with my father at the top. Oh, no. And, yeah. and I, I could see my mother this tiny because she had like bright red hair running around <laughs> crazy <laughs> and I kept on telling my father how I'm gonna get down oh, but they know. managed to get us down but it was it was scary oh no I would never do that I'm a terra firma girl and my crazy husband as you all know Neil Geraldo yeah. my partner in crime he would he would do the parachute jump without the parachute he's not <laughs> <laughs> well that's that's yeah I guess he's brave or nuts, one or the other, not, <laughs> maybe both, I don't know, but not me, I'm on the ground. That's where I wanna be at all times. I'm on the ground too. And I and I, I, I think after that parachute thing, I mean, that was like, I was eight years old. So we're talking many, many oh, years oh ago. It just stuck with it's me. It hurts for you. 
Ah, <gasps> oh, so you, I, you're a grandma now. I am two beautiful baby girls. So fun. Oh, I know. And your daughters are beautiful. Oh, thank you. Both yeah. of them. And the, those granddaughters, I mean, I, I, I watched them on Facebook and, and I've been following them. Me and Lola. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely beautiful children. And I'm not just saying that. I mean, the, 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 the mommy and the daddy are beautiful. Yeah, um, they are. <laughs> they got it with the beauty stick. They did. <laughs> <laughs> right. But yeah, so how does it feel to be a grandma now? It's phenomenal. I mean, I, I, you know, having children was truly one of the favorite things I've done in my life. I mean, I, you know, of course I love music and everything and all that. And I love my husband being married to him. has just been amazing and crazy, but I'm um, having kids when we had two children, you know, we, we waited a long time and, and it was just so wonderful to have the, our own girls. And I can't even tell you what this, I mean, you know, you're a grandmother too, of uh, having these two young these two beautiful baby girls just there's no explanation for this it's just there are no words i mean <laughs> beyond madly in love i tell them all i tell uh spider all the time i tell him i can't look at them i just can't I my, I my heart is coming out of my chest because i'm so mad for them so it's fabulous it, it's a beautiful feeling when you have children then when you have grandchildren mm -hmm. i whisper in their ear too when i'm holding them i tell them my blood runs through your veins <laughs> <laughs> i've never told my kids that what's the truth though <laughs> <That's for sure. laughs> oh so let me ask you probably because a lot of people don't know actually how you got into all this this singing well i mean i i sang you know since little like at three and I was, um, you know, I'd sing for anyone, anytime. I was like, um, what is the little girl who tap dances all the time? Eloise or whatever her name is. <laughs> um, so anyway, so um, yeah, I mean, I my mother was an opera singer. Um, oh. she, she only sang professionally for a short time. As soon as she had me, then she stopped. But um, I just, I don't know. I just, I gravitated into it really early. And I was always putting on musicals and things in the in the garage and, you know, and, and in fourth grade, when it was time for everyone to um, join choir in fourth grade. So you didn't really have to audition. You could just join if you wanted to, but they still had you sing a scale and, you know, play a little song and then you had her sing it back. So when I did that, the choir, the, the fourth grade choir teacher just looked at me like dumbfounded and said, do your parents know about this? <laughs> and I thought, I'm in trouble now. I had no idea what she was talking about. And I had to go to the principal's office and sit on a chair oh. outside. And then my parents came home from work. They came and then they were inside. And I thought, oh, I don't know what I did, but I'm in really deep doo-doo here. So, um, but they were just telling the principal that, do you understand what we have right now? So that kind of started it. And it just went from there. And I sang all through, you know, we were really kind of working class, poor family. My father was a, a laborer. My mother was a hairdresser. We didn't have very much money at all ever. And so, I'm, you know, I met the choir teacher in the junior high and high school, and she got me all kinds of scholarships so that I could take voice lessons. 
And, um, and, you know, then I was preparing to go to Juilliard and then my goofy boyfriend who I decided to marry at the time, he's a sweet boy, got drafted and I just threw it all out the window. And I had a hiatus of about oh. three years and I was working at, the at a bank and going to school, um, still singing, but not professionally or anything like that. And then one day I just decided, you know what, I need to do this. I was missing it way too much. And then if that was in 19... I don't know, probably 73, 74. And in 75, I moved back to New York and I just started singing. And, and in three years, I had a record contract and the rest, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. How did he feel about it? Yeah, you know, yeah, your husband, your ex-husband, yeah. Ex <laughs> yeah, ex yeah. Well, I did first until he realized that I was not going to stay married to him. He didn't like it for that, but <laughs> which is why I still have the name Benatar because that was his last name. And I had signed on as as Pat Benatar and then, you know, Spider and I put the band together. And as soon as we met each other, we were madly in love with each other. And we got married a couple of years later, but I already had my professional name. So that's why I recorded under Benatar all the time. But my maiden name is Angieski and thank heavens that didn't work. So I always tell, I always, always thank my ex-husband, even though it was a, just kind of a messy kind of situation for giving me that fabulous stage name. <laughs> Yeah, it's a wonderful name. Wow. What was your, your maiden name again? Say that again. Angieski. Oh. 30 letters, only four vowels. Wow, that's a, that's a tough one to pronounce, especially when you're from Brooklyn. <laughs> oh, yeah. Not in the neighborhood I grew up. I grew up in the Polish neighborhood. I, I was born in the Polish neighborhood, so it was pretty much like Smith. <laughs> it was. It means Andrews, so it's kind of like really common. And, yeah. So, all right, so then you got divorced. And then, and, and when I met Spider, I mean, I was, we were already, you know, was, we were so young. We got, I got married at 19, like a goofball. Oh. That's because he was going in the army. I thought he was going to die. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so, but we stayed married for eight years, but not together. We were like on and off all the time. And it was just, you know, nobody's fault. We were kids. We were evolving. He wasn't, you know, he wasn't a bad person. It was just crazy. And, um, and then when I met um, Neil Spider, um, you know, the two of us, we knew we were, you know, it was instant, you know, soulmates and besides all the music and everything, we were just crazy for each other. And we got married in 82 and, and you know, that was it. So yeah. And two beautiful children after. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We've been we married 40 years in 2022. Wow. Congratulations. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> I know he does it, I swear, but <laughs> 40 years wow that's a that's a long time so you've been singing together for 42 years for yeah. 42 years mm -hmm. so how did you meet him that that you ended up uh singing together um so I had signed already signed the record deal and um we had started a record with a bunch of really fabulous studio musicians but you know it still wasn't I had an idea I had a an idea of what I really wanted it to be like and and it wasn't happening and so we scrapped that and then they called in um, Mike Chapman and Peter Coleman and Mike Chapman was producing Blondie and The Knack and a bunch of other things, you know, kind of really the person of the moment. And I sat down with him and I told him what I wanted. I said, I didn't want to be like a solo artist, a girl singer in front of a, a nondescript band. I wanted a partner. I wanted it to be like Robert Plant and Jimmy Page or, right. you know, Mick Jagger and Keith Richards. I wanted it to be like a partnership so he said to me, I got your guy. Oh. And um, he said, uh, Neil was playing with Rick Derringer, who 
Mike Chapman was producing their record. And he said, he's 22 years old. He's amazing. He's an incredible guitar player, really good look. And he goes, I think you two will be like amazing together. He's really young, you know, and he was, you know, he's way further along than me. I was just beginning this part of my musical journey. I was a, you know, a theatrical singer and opera singer, you know, I was studying for years, but this was something else that I wanted to do really badly. And he had more experience. So when he came in and the minute the, literally on the day that we met each other, it was just like thunder. I mean, it was, mm. you know, everybody that was in the room said they could feel us arcing when we were, when we turned around, I had my back to him when he came in, when I turned around and I saw him, it was just like, wham, you know, that kind of thing. And it was from that moment on, I mean, it was so much more than just being each other's muse and, and, you know, being, you know, so attracted to each other. There was something much bigger, much bigger than that in that meeting as well. And it's always stayed like that. So we've been really lucky. Well, he's an unbelievable guitarist. Oh, he's just, Oof. he's, so, he's like a savant. He's just, I mean, his production skills and, you know, um, we, you know, we're songwriters together and everything, but I mean, the, the, the combination of the two of us, I'm a pretty schooled person. He's like completely the opposite. So he has no limits to him at all, what he does, which is great for me because I always need to just kind of push the boundaries and, you know, I, and I have to reel him in because he pushes the boundary all day. <laughs> I'm always like, come on back. You know, like, <laughs> my job. So it works out perfect. It works out perfect. <laughs> well, yeah. that's good. You need, you know, you're, you need somebody that has to do that. So absolutely. I mean, it's really fun. I always say that being with him is, you know, I have the illusion of jumping out of the airplane, but you know, it's actually, it's really like being on a roller coaster because you're strapped in. So you're really safe, you know what I mean? <laughs> but it feels like I'm jumping out of an airplane, which is so much fun because I would <laughs> never do that. <laughs> Excitement. <laughs> so, you know, I, when I first met you, I mean, we know each other. 10 years, I think almost. 10 years. Yeah. yeah it's a long time. Crazy. And I remember uh, when uh, you had the name, Pat Geraldo. Mm -hmm. and, and I I use that for everything. I only, it's yeah. known as. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and you know, it's funny because I had no who, clue who Pat Geraldo was. <laughs> well, I did <laughs> <it> on purpose. <laughs> I know you did. And I remember looking at you and telling you, wow, has anyone ever told you you look just like Pat Benatar? <laughs> it was crazy <clears throat> that day. And um, when I'm in Target and they say that, I go, Yes, every, yeah, every day. And they go, I mean that as a compliment. I go, <laughs> do you ever look at them and say, that's because I am Pat Benatar? <laughs> no, I, I'm really sure that they're sure that otherwise I just don't. <laughs> yeah, just don't do it. Yeah, because then they'll have like everyone. They're come sure. Over. I go, mm -hmm, like that, you know. Mm -hmm. so, all right. I, 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 when I met you, I've, I've always called uh, Spider Neil. Okay, right. so how did he get his name Spider? It's really not a great story, but I'll make it short. We were, it was during the first tour and um, we were walking on the beach in Virginia Beach and they have a bunch of like, you know, clubs and bars that are like right on the beach and they have all the neon signs for each of these things as you're walking and uh, Spider's favorite colors are black and yellow. So there was a big sign that said Spider, S-P-Y-D-E-R in black and yellow. I said, I'm calling you spider. It was nothing big, but it stuck. And that was it. I called him that always. So. And everybody, I think, calls him spider, we right? We do now. When we were, um, I probably until we moved to Hawaii, because, you know, the Hawaiians love nicknames. When we moved to, to Hana, that's when the little kids called him, co he's coaching soccer, and they called him Coach Spider. 
So oh, everybody called him Spider, you know. So that, up until uh -huh. that point, only I called him Spider. <laughs> so now I think the whole world calls him Spider. Yeah, everyone calls him Spider. When I when some people call him Neil, I'm always looking. I'm like, what? That's so weird to hear. I, I I remember when I, we went backstage one time when you invited us to one of the shows and I called him Neil and he looked at me and he says, I know it's just like always so weird like what like especially if we know you I mean if you're a stranger that's different but when you're a friend of ours and you call like if someone calls me Pat instead of Patty mm -hmm. you know or whatever um that's always weird to me like I'm I was going like what like you know that's like different everybody calls me daddy nobody calls me pat you know that's like weird the only people i don't really i'm not close you know i don't know oh goodness sorry, sorry. <laughs> well that's okay you're allowed <laughs> sorry that's not, I yeah i call you pat i and i know it's patty yeah i know but you i know but that's i mean that's because you're being formal so i know well sometimes i am <laughs> sometimes i'm not <laughs> so that's how he got the spider name that's how we got the spider name. Absolutely. That's so I'm trying to get this thing off the screen. There we go. Okay. There we go. Oh, so the, the, the grandkids. Okay. Do they ever call them spider? I mean, they, I'm sure they call them grandpa. No, they call him Papa. That's what Papa. They so they call him Papa. And a matter of fact, when they watch us play, when they watch us play, um, they watch videos now that the, now that the three, the little one, the older one's older, she's about to be three. So now she understands and she she says papa's playing guitar like that you know she <laughs> she still calls him papa no matter what so that's really really cute do you, do any of the kids have um like vocal talent you know i know hannah does yeah they do they but yeah hannah does. so does Haley. Haley sings too but she's not in, she was not interested in that but um she uh she she sings hannah sings you know well hannah's a songwriter as well Mm -hmm. um and then um the two little kids can sing i mean it's really interesting because you know um they can sing in time in tune from the minute they realize they have a voice so it's always it's in there it's always in there you so know it's they're, there. they're great rhythm you know when they're listening to um disney songs or something they're right you know they're in time they're clapping their hands on two you know oh wow <laughs> yeah, it's phenomenal so it's really yeah great. so they do have their blood they have you know <laughs> circulating <laughs> yeah it's in the blood it's uh-huh so you know i i guess a lot of people are probably waiting to know if you're going back on tour Yes, no. we are going back on tour and we are going on, we leave on the 27th, our first show is on the 29th. It's been really a challenge with the COVID thing happening. We're working on it, but yeah, I mean, we haven't played, this will be, by the time we go out, it'll be almost two years now. And that's really wow. unusual. As you know, we go out um, pretty much every summer. So every summer, it's mm -hmm. been really, this has been a challenge and just trying to get all the protocol together to keep everybody safe, audience, as well as our our own people and the people in the in the work in the venue. It's just it's been it's been a challenge. So we're working on it. But yeah, we're we're for all intents and purposes, we're going. <laughs> so, going. And how long are you going for? Not that long because because of COVID. Normally we would be gone for 16 weeks, but we're just gonna do eight weeks. We may do something later on if things improve, go out again to do some more, but we're only going out for eight weeks, which is basically like rehearsal. <laughs> <laughs> Like, oh, hey, I'll be done with that. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, so I, I want to talk about something that probably not many people know about you. Okay. And that you're very, very? 
<laughs> you're funny and crazy and everything else because I know when we have our lunches together I have, I have a blast with you I mean but we most, have- yeah we we do and, and I think the other day what we I think we were chatting for like two and a half hours oh god I think it was three hours oh it was <laughs> I came up and I goes where were you as an as Barbara <laughs> <laughs> I know my husband said also when he called me, he said, I've been trying to call you. I said, well, I had the phone off. I, <laughs> I was with Patty. I'm not, I'm not we, doing we, it. We have Life 360 on our phones. Everybody knows where everybody is all the time. I'm like, why didn't you just look for me? You would see where I am. <laughs> exactly. I know. So I know, you know, that you're so spiritual. You're an empath and you're very intuitive. Yes, much to most people's chagrin. <laughs> <laughs> Have you always had that, that, that ability? Do you think you've had it all the time? I do. I mean, I, when I was a little kid, I mean, I didn't, you know, I always had the feelings of things. And, um, and I, I mean, I don't know that I ever knew what it was. But I, the thing that I have, we've discussed this, is I don't know what it is. I just know that it is. So when I was younger, I mean, I would know that. I would know, like, if my parents weren't home or, or you know, if something were later than they were supposed to be and my grandmother, who was, lived with us, was babysitting, she'd start getting all nervous and everything. And I would just be like, no, they're fine. I mean, I, I always had it. My brother would be crying, oh, you know, and all that. But I was always okay because I could always feel them and I knew that they were fine. So I've always had that, but I didn't pay attention to it until I was, you know, in my twenties, you know, that kind of thing. So. And you feel it's helped you? In- oh gosh. Yes. I mean, I just, I love it. I wish I try, I work on it all the time now because I'd like to have more of it. I mean, I've really kind of, you know, honed down in on it for the last, I don't know, t- 10, 12 years. And um, I mean, I, I love having it. I mean, like I said, mo- most people hate that I have it because I'm always going, you know, I just want you to think about this one thing before you do it. <laughs> I, and, they're, and they're like, oh God, what are you thinking? What are you feeling? I'm like, I know, I'm sorry. I just, you know, I don't want to, person, I don't want to know. I don't want to go, no, I think you do. I, call, I told you, I call, I call Haley, our oldest daughter who has the two little girls at night, sometimes at 11 o'clock, I'm still up, I'm up all night. I, I text her and I go, could you make sure that that gate at the top of the stairs is closed? She's like, mom, <laughs> I'm just seeing the gate. I don't know. I don't know why I'm seeing the gate, but I'm seeing the gate. And she just goes crazy, you know, but. And, and is it, is it, was it open? It was open. It was open. Yeah, isn't that, uh, it, it's, it's like a knowing without knowing that we know. I mean, yeah. I can't even explain it either for myself. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes it's really frustrating because like I said, sometimes I don't know exactly what it is. I just have, a, I know that it is like something's the matter with the gate. You know, I don't know if it's because it's open, it fell down. I don't know what the actual thing is, but I'm feeling an issue with that particular thing, you know? So it's so it drives me a little bit crazy because then I have to, you know, kind of just give a blanket, you know, explanation about what I'm feeling, which I wouldn't like it to be much more specific, but I don't seem to have that. <laughs> I tried really hard. I'm I don't like- know. I, I think you do. I think you very, I mean, the, the songs that you write, uh, do you feel that they're just like downloaded to you? Absolutely. Oh yeah. I mean, a lot of times, a lot of times I have, I don't even remember actually writing them. They're mm-hmm. just coming out. You know what I mean? Just it's like, uh, it's like, thir- it's like the, the third eye, like when you've gone into that place, you know, when you're 
in there and you um, you're not really actually present on earth. <laughs> you know what I mean? So that sometimes it happens like that. It's pretty, you know, it's pretty cosmic when it's happening. And then when I like finish, I'm like, I come back and I'm like, wow, cool. <laughs> you know? So, yeah. Know. yeah, it's crazy, but I love it. I mean, I really, I mean, I, it's, it's fabulous. I love having it. It's fun. Oh, it's, it's a gift. I mean, it's, it's a gift. I love it. It's just, it, you just, you know, like, um, people sometimes are, you know, are hesitant to feel things because, you know, listen, it's, you know, it's, it, things are painful, things are, you know, whatever, it, it's not always all good, but, you know, I just love the intensity of the feeling, so I'm, I'm willing to go in so deep, whether it's dark and sad or extremely happy, I, I don't mind, I, because I love the intensity of the feeling, good mm -hmm. or bad, so I'm okay with it. Do you meditate? Of course. <laughs> <laughs> I just had to ask that question. Yeah, I do. Mm -hmm. So when you meditate, do you meditate just with without music or? Yeah, silent. I do silent. You know, silent meditation. Music, um, music turns on something else for me that I don't really want present when I'm, you know, and not in a bad way, but it's distracting to me because I want to go where it is. So I need it to not be on so I can stay where I need to be when I'm doing meditation. I, I feel the same way when I meditate. It has to be without music yeah. mm -hmm. so that I can I can hear those voiceless voices that talk. Yeah. To me. I mean, I want it really quiet. I mean, it's, you know, and in my life is, you know, pretty crazy. I have a crazy dog. I have, you know, kids, the kids, everything like that. My crazy husband. So meditation comes few and far between, but I do love it when I can. So uh, do, do you feel spider is, is intuitive also? Yeah, in a different way, though. We're completely opposite. He's not the same as me in any way, shape, or form. So he thinks I'm nuts. Um, <laughs> I don't think he's nuts, but he thinks I am because he just doesn't understand this way that this is. He's um, he he's not a shield. Like, I I think one of the, the reasons he doesn't understand is because he's not, he's, com he's completely open and I'm not, I'm shielded. Um, so I can, I can bring the shield up or down as needed. And he's, he doesn't have that capability. So he's kind of like, just like an open chest all the time. So he's taking in things all the time without controlling that I can control that really easily. Mm -hmm. So he doesn't understand how I can do that. And, um, he's just used to the barrage of that, which I think he kind of likes because, you know, he has ADD and I think that he's so used to, you know, having 42 plates in the air that if it's, it's quiet, he would like freak out. <laughs> so, <laughs> so he really likes it like that. Me, I would go nuts. But so, but he, he can't understand how I can compartmentalize like this because for him, it's just an endless wall of sound and thoughts and feelings. You know, it's not an, you know, my, I always said that my job on earth was to help him navigate these things because it's just like, it's like, for me, it looks like this, you know what I mean? Uh -huh. His life, the way that he thinks, the way that he does things is just putting your hands in front of your eyes like this. And I'm so laser beam focused one thing at a time, kind of a person. So it actually works out great because I'm like the equalizer for him. Well, that's in you probably you also ground him. Yeah, I do. He, I mean, he is grounded. He's really an earth person. He is, but he does have that, especially, I mean, his, like in his personal side of him as being just a man and a father and a person and a lover and a husband and all that, he's a very earthbound person, but his, um, his uh, artistic gift is so massive that that just keeps him way up there. Like I'm always saying, you know, he's way, I don't know where, Han is up there too. The two of them are just 
up there somewhere. And I'm always like, seriously, like, what? <laughs> so yeah. And they're exactly the same, which is just so much fun for me. <laughs> yeah. It keeps life very interesting. I, know, I got two of them. It's nuts, but it's, it's great. They're really, I mean, they're, listen, they're exceptional people. It's really, it's fun to be around them. Not all the time, but it's fun to be near them because they are doing you know, things that are unimaginable, you know, and they're going in places and thinking things and they're just constantly lit, you know, and I'm not, I'm not like that. I have moments of light and moments of calm and I really like it like that. So yeah, I do too. Yeah. My husband's like that. He's all over the place sometimes. Yeah. It's a crazy thing, but they love it. You know, I mean, he just, I mean, I think, I don't even think they wake up like their ADD thing that they have. I don't, I don't think they wake up unless they're overstimulated like that. So it's just part of their thing, you know? So is he, is he like that, like all the time? I would say yes. Okay. <laughs> I, would say yes. I mean, he has moments, but I would say basically 22 hours a day. Okay. That's a lot of time. Wow. He gets up at 4.30 in the morning. I mean, he's just, he's a live wire, you know, I am very mellow. Not that I'm not an intense human, I am. Oh, but, yes, you are. But I'm a mellow, intense human. You know, I'm not like hyperkinetic or anything like that. They're just hyper. And uh, Haley is that way too, or no? No, she's very quiet. She's quiet and um, she seems, I don't know that she's as far to the other side as me, but she's definitely in the middle. She doesn't, she's very artistic. So she has a lot of fabulous ideas floating <laughs> around all the time. And she, she does that, but she's really very good at being grounded and calm because she's fabulous with those children. I mean, she's just such a, I'm so proud. She's such a great mother. She's so kind and she, and nothing riles her. She'll say to me, she goes, mom, if you're coming over today, I just want you to know they look like feral kids. I go, I'm okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> She doesn't care. She's like, I don't want them to be happy. I don't care if they've got, you know, their hair is in a big mat. I don't care, you know, when they've got food on their clothes and she's just, you know, she's great like that, which I just, you know, I'm a, a lot more rigid than she is. And growing up, you know, she dealt with that. So she's swinging in the opposite way, which I'm really happy for because it makes really happy kids. Were you a tough mom? I was um, not tough that I was um, mean, strong like that. I was tough because I have OCD and I need everything orderly and clean and that. So um so I just, I was, it was difficult like that, but you know, I, I, you know, I got to a point in my life when I knew it was hurting my kids that I was so strict like that. It's not strict with behavior. I mean, I was mm -hmm. very, you know, relaxed with that and loving and everything, but I had such strict rules all the time. And I just started to just make that change so that it, I just felt like it was really just burdening them and, you know, and I just changed it. That was it. And I still have it, but I have it under control so yeah sometimes we say yeah it's okay if something's out of place yeah now i now i don't especially now i mean i've got you know the dog is like licking every window in the house <laughs> ripping every pair of pants i have i love the dog so i'm like okay <laughs> dogs are adorable i'll come to your house and straighten your pictures if i see them crooked <laughs> so see so i i feel i'm not crazy then because i'm the same way my kids would you know, I, I, I guess I would drive them a little crazy that when you went in the room, everything was like little soldiers. Everything was like just perfect. No, I mean, me too. You know, I mean, when yeah. we were, you know, when, you know how little kids are when they 
they they realize that they can go into a public restroom. You know how they are. They want to go into every bathroom and every store and every restaurant and every movie theater, whatever. So we would get into the bathroom stall and I'd say, don't touch anything. Oh my and God. Haley would jump like, like that, you know, just like, so I made them a little crazy. And, you know, of course, thank God they swing the other way. But I just want to say that Stevie, who is the oldest granddaughter of the three-year-old, she says to me, grandma, she goes, you have a keen car. And I'm like, yes, <laughs> like <laughs> it skips a generation. <laughs> That's my girl. She goes, yeah, it's clean. Like no what three-year-old's noticing whether your car is clean. Or no, not. I don't think any. <laughs> She's like, wow, grandma. <laughs> Well, that's nice. I mean, it's good. Yeah, I, I drove the grandkids, I think, more crazy. Yeah, I would do the same thing. Don't touch this. Don't touch that. I don't drive them crazy at all. You can do anything. You want to spit on the floor. I don't care what you do. They get to do. Hey, it was like, oh, sure, mom. Now, you know what I mean? I don't do anything they want. Well, we learn. <laughs> we grow up. <laughs> that's right. Well, when you're 68 years old, you're a different person. It, the world has changed, you know? <laughs> I know. Yeah, you're 68. I'm seven. I'll be 73 next month. I can't get over that. You look amazing. I want to be you. Do <laughs> <laughs> you want to switch places for a little bit? <laughs> Except I can't sing, so I don't know. <laughs> but you, you're intuitive, so I'm sure you can do. Your heart's completely overrated. You could do it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. My younger years, maybe. Now, probably not. <laughs> Actually, my keep making me go. <laughs> <laughs> In my younger years, I used to sing. Oh, you did? Oh, yes, I actually had, I sang with a band. Uh, the, the band was the, the Emotions. The, I mean, this is like going back a long time ago. And what was it like? What kind of music was it? Uh, like, I, I sang Cher and, you know, rock and roll. <laughs> your, your songs also. That's so fun. I'd like to see photographs of that. <laughs> I have some of them. I tried to hide them. On. I know. Now you're going to torture me. I'm dying to see that. Oh, uh, yeah. Boy, those were the days. That's when he was in the army. So, yeah. Because we got, I got married when I was almost 20. So, yeah. Th those, those were the days. How long are you married now? 52 years. And we know one another 56. Wow. And I said to him, hmm, I don't know. I think this may be the last go around. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got, I got more goes around. I told him, well, you have to find me. He goes, don't worry. I go, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we're done, me and you. Let's go. Let's keep going. So. Yeah, I know him and I, we've had, we've had other marriages without a doubt. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And he, he was here to really ground me and, and to, push me into what who my authentic self was oh that's great yeah yeah so it's it's interesting yeah, i think we had that i think that we each we each had a job to do for the other one you know and i think you know it wasn't it wasn't ever gonna have the things that needed to get done were never gonna get done until the two of us were together you know so mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's yeah it's amazing when things like that happen i know i love it it's fabulous it's really great yeah. And the same, you know, my, my, my kids, I, I look at them and I say, and especially the grandkids, well, one of them in particular, well, three of them actually are like really old souls. Oh yeah. yeah. And I know I've spent time already with them many, 
many decades or whatever ago. Right. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. You just you just know it. You could just feel it. Yeah, I think I think that the younger one is definitely an older soul. The 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 older one is just a newbie. She's like just like going for it. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. The older one is very settled and different. She's kind of um she's kind of uh interior driven, you know what I mean? She and the other one is very exterior. Everything's like, woo, you know, that kind of thing. And uh-huh. Such a, I mean, so dynamic and having so much fun. The little one is very, you know, quiet and thinking and looking and, you know, sweet, really sweet. It's nice because they're, they're just, you know, opposite from each other and they just really complement each other. So the beautiful children, let me tell you. Oh, thank you. I love them. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's so, uh, I had something else to do. Oh, well, let's just get back just for just a few moments. And then I know you're busy and then we'll we'll finish up your music. OK, did you write most of your songs? Um, the, in the very beginning, um, we I had never written songs ever. And when I met Neil Spider, when I met Spider, we started writing together. I mean, I'd written I always wrote I wrote uh, poems and stories and things like that, but I'd never written a song before so when we got together we started to write songs he said come on you can do this and I said okay fine so we did it and we started writing songs together in the beginning though um in the way that it was then probably still now I'm not really sure how exactly it works now but we always had uh songwriters submitting songs to us so a lot of the early hits like uh love is a battlefield and invincible and we belong and those songs are from the outside but we were always writing songs but our signature songs besides the hits the signature songs that we have are the ones that we wrote like we live for love and promises in the dark and hell is for children and you know those kind of things so there's a uh the very beginning we a lot of the uh large hits were written from the outside but the body of work is basically written from the inside. So, do you feel that some of the songs are spiritual, or there's a message? Yeah, I mean, I chose the ones that I chose, even the ones that we I didn't write. I chose for specific, you know, specific uh, points. In other words, Heartbreaker. Everyone asked me, even you did the other day, mm-hmm. um, what do I have a favorite song? And I, I said, you can't really do that because it's like picking your favorite kid. Each of them has something about them that you love so much, so you can't really choose. But if there's one that I would say that encompassed everything, not ideologically or anything, but just because it was the catalyst for everything that came after would be Heartbreaker. Now, Heartbreaker was given to us from uh, two songwriters and they were English uh, men. And uh, some of the some of the ways some of the lyrics were like colloquial. So it wasn't going to work in America. So I rewrote the a lot of the parts that you hear now on the song are rewrote so that they, it would, you know, work in, in the United States because they had kind of lots of little sayings in there and things that only if you were in England, you would understand, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, it was a long time ago. So now the world is different. You would possibly understand now, but you wouldn't have then. So, um, but what happened was, is that we, I had the song before I met Spider and we caught that song and that first go around with that record. And that was the song that for me didn't ever get there. And I kept trying to explain to them that this is not it. This is not what I'm talking about. Even though we had some of the best session players in New York playing on this record. When we went in to redo the record with Mike Chapman, the very first song we recorded was Heartbreaker. 
And the minute that spider played, the minute he played one note, I knew we had it because the whole thing came together. It was exactly what I meant. And he just, he was it. He was what I was talking about. That really like blistering guitar work with these really clean vocals and the combination of the two, it was unique. It was different and it, it elevated the song into the, exactly what I was talking about. So going through like all the songs, I mean, I can't say that it's my favorite. I love it, but I would say that it is the most important one always. Wow. That's incredible. But, I mean, Promises in the Dark is, you know, our, one of our main signature songs that we've written that I, we, you know, the first song that I wrote about our relationship, they all have like a thing, you know what I mean? We live for love. We weren't with each other yet. We were making the record, but we weren't together as a couple. And he was writing this song and I thought he was writing it about the girlfriend he was with, but he was writing it about me. (laughs) (laughs) And I didn't know that yet. You know what I mean? And and then Hell is for Children, you know, it's just, I mean, these songs come from the Hell is for Children is an amazing song because it came from a serial article in the New York Times that was about uh, was was an expose about how rampant child abuse was in America. This was in 1980. Wow. I mean, I came from such a, a loving and you know sheltered childhood. I had no idea this was happening. I just was like, oh my god! So that you know, they come to you from all kinds of ways, you know. And for mm-hmm. me, it's always spiritual. It's not. There's no such thing as it. You know, you're just writing a song for like the hell of it. You know, <laughs> that's not how it works. So. Wow. That was that was a long answer. Sorry. <laughs> no, no. I was like, I'm listening. <laughs> Everyone else is going to be listening too. Believe me. Yeah, it was good to know that because I didn't know that. So that's what one of the questions I wanted. I mean, I know a lot about you guys and stuff, but that was one I didn't know. Yeah. So and yeah, as life as it goes on, and you see the music changing. I mean, that's the you know the important thing is that things evolve. It's not you're not supposed to be Peter Pan. You know, you're not really supposed to just stay locked into some kind of a time warp, you know, even though some people want you to stay that way. You know, you you as a human being and as a spiritual person are evolving all the time. I mean, it's 42 years later. I'm not the girl I was at 26. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Of course, she's in there, but there's so much more. And it's, you know, to me, it's just so much more well-rounded and, and uh and diverse and and deep and everything else and so when you write from that perspective it changes how you write i mean you know these things are not separate from your experiences you know you are writing from the world that you are in so are you coming out with any new music well we have lots of new music because we're doing the musical that we're doing (laughs) so we're doing this fabulous this is our fifth year so we're um we're about to go, you know, we're, we're at the next phase where we're doing all of our showcases and things like that. And then hopefully we will be, hopefully, you know, God willing and everybody else willing that we will be, you know, on Broadway in 2022, the end of 2022 or, the, or 2023. So yeah, it's been a long journey. It's been just fabulous. I mean, it's so amazing for me to go full circle back to my roots. Those are my roots. Theater is my roots are my roots and um you know it's just been wonderful and and um it's it's not a it's not a jukebox musical per se because we're not um the catalog is in the musical but it's into an adaptation of um romeo and juliet which is just spectacular and um you're gonna 
you're going to be astounded how well the songs fit. Wow. <laughs> it's just incredible, but it's just, it's been just such a great um, experience because it's a whole other universe, a whole other way to communicate um, songs and lyrics and, and music in a, in a totally different way. Um, and to have them wrapped up in this, you know, timeless, beautiful story. And um, it, it's, it's just been a spectacular experience. Oh, I can't wait for doing a, everyone to experience it. So um, yeah, we're very excited. Well, we'll be able to see it here in, in California. Well, um, you will. <laughs> yeah, well. We're doing, you know, the showcases and things that we do are closed. Mm -hmm. These are by invitation only. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, but the next steps after this, we do one in November, which we, you'll be coming to. Then we have the next one that is in New York. And then after that, then we, you know, we start, we go into previews, et cetera, and things like that. So then, then people will be able to come to the preview. So that will be in 2022, the previews. Wow. And hopefully you know, all goes well. We will be on Broadway in 2022. So do you see yourself now writing musicals or writing for, for theater? Oh, yes. I love this genre. I mean, I love, because this, like I said, this isn't a jukebox mu musical. A jukebox musical means that you are playing the songs basically in their form as they were written. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, you're, you're plugging them into a story but this isn't that we have re-orchestrated and reimagined all of the songs so none of them are in the form that you you recognize the song obviously because it's the song but they've all been reimagined and reorchestrated and vocally you know orchestrated into a, a musical theater uh, genre so it's spectacular wow well congratulations that the balcony scene is we live for love so it's it's just beautiful are you going to be in it in them or you? No, I'm the I'm the I'm the producer and the writer. <laughs> I mean, I may step in at one point, but I'm the old girl. I get to play one of the mothers, you know. <laughs> I, mean, I did help write Mother Capulet for me, just in case. But no, that's not the part of the plan. I'm trying to get out of that part. I just want to I want to write and and do all that stuff. And you know, I I performed my little tushy off. I'm you know oh, I'm good. No. <laughs> been a long time yeah it's a, lot, it's a lot and i've loved every minute of it and i just want to you know try something else now so wow boy i'm so happy for you guys thank you yeah so happy and just a lovely lovely journey oh it's it's a new journey it's a new beginning. i'm happy for you you're great at this jeez i mean you know how much i love you but i'm so happy that others are going to get to hear all about your expertise and your gift and everything i mean you did this this is great i mean i watched a bunch of them before I did this today and I was just, I was just like, bravo. <laughs> well, thank you. Cause I was so nervous today. I don't know why. <laughs> oh, like, just, just me. I know just you, right? <laughs> oh, well, thank you. Oh, I cannot thank you enough for take. I know you're so busy and right. running around and everything else, <laughs> but uh, thank you so much. My dear, never. <laughs> thank you, thank you. From the bottom of my heart, I, you know I love you. So I love you so much. You know that. You know. Thank you for having me. It's been fun. Thank you. Oh, it's been a lot of fun. And um, I just want to thank everybody for listening because yeah. this, is, this is a great podcast. I mean, look. Listening. She has many things to impart, many wonderful things to impart. So Yeah, it, it's, a, it's a new beginning for me also. Yeah. I mean, not that I'm not getting away from my healing and everything else, but this is a way for me to express myself. Exactly. And it's really, I mean, you know, people, I think people really understand that um, you're not abandoning the other part. You're just enhancing no. the other part. You know, it's just another venue, another outlet for all of that great 
you know, goodness. So, mm -hmm. so <clears throat> I, I know you have a website, patbenatar.com, right? Uh, yeah, it's uh, it actually it's Benatar Oh, oh, there you yeah. go. Thank you for correcting me. <laughs> we always we since uh, for about twenty five years now we 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 perform as a duo, so it's always Benatar Geraldo now. Yeah, he's such a sweetheart. Yeah, he's a good guy. He's such a good. I mean, he's just a doll. He's just such a good person. Good dad. He's a great grandpa, and you know, he's my muse. I mean, he's you know together. You know, we make music, and it's just wonderful. So he's he's just a really all around good guy. So I like him. I'm keeping him. Yeah, I like him too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm grateful for both of you. Believe me, and thank, thank you. you, thank, thank you. you for taking your time out of your busy, busy, busy. Thanks for me to put on a real shirt. I'm excited. I I know you put on a real shirt, lipstick, and your hair. <laughs> Well, that's I'm honored <laughs> all right well thank you Pat right. thanks so much I love you, uh, you. I, I love you too and, and have a wonderful day and I'll see you maybe in September for one of the concerts okay, we'll see you on your birthday for sure absolutely yeah, September 3rd yep <laughs> okay love you too sweetie uh so, you know, I just want to thank everybody for listening. And um, I really hope that you, uh, not that I hope, I know that you enjoyed this podcast today. And um, give me a call, you know, or look up my uh, website, motivateyourlife.net or, you know, email me. I'd love to, um, you know, touch base with you. So have a wonderful day uh, filled with love and light. Love, Barbara. Thank you. Bye.